ladies and gentlemen, it's this time of the day, stroke, week and month that we like to say... Welcome to Rejects of the World! With you, Glenn Wall and you. I'm Drew Maxwell. Okay. All right. And what? We have a special treat for our friends, yeah. do we not, Mr. Glenn? Usually it is uh, current events. Yes. That we find idiots in. The the freshest idiots that we can possibly bring to you. But uh, Ripe grapes straight off the vine. Yeah. But yeah. in this case, these idiots have been sitting in amphorae for, yes. in some case, thousands of years. Waiting. Waiting. Because it is indeed, ladies and gentlemen, the second edition of what we like to call Idiots of History! <laughs> For our listeners, uh, Mr. Glenn just banged an invisible gong. Yeah. So big it made him vibrate. Yes. What a show we have for you today. What have we got, Mr. Glenn? We have the Egypts of Australian architecture. Woo! Good eye, sporto. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, we have the Egypts of disgusting medieval German death. Ladies and gentlemen, we have the Egypts of kamikaze assassins of Japan porn stars. Crikey. And finally, ladies and gentlemen, we have the Egypts of the American shadowy elite. <laughs> That's a shadow puppet. Mr. Glenn, do you have a first history story of Egypts for me? I do, I do, I do, I do. It's about the iconic Sydney Opera House. Oh. And, uh, yeah, I looked into it, and uh, it is packed with uh, just uh, crazy thoughts. Because um, yeah. in 1963... A great year. Uh, the people of Australia thought to themselves, we need an opera house, but we don't know how to build one. So we're going to have a contest and let architects from all over the world... Um, submit and it just that sentence alone because you've been to australia many many happy happy times and i just there's so much going on in that sentence because some of it i believe and some of it i i i don't like um first of all i've got some questions i can't imagine (laughs) the australian people going we need an opera house that's it mate We've, we've, we've bloody run out of time to not have one. Think about what we have, mate. We've got some of the greatest sporting arenas in the world. The MCG. The Gabba. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. We've got, we've got the SCG. We've got some of the best in the world. But I'll tell you what we're lacking. An opera house. It's bloody right. And and it, <laughs> at this point, too, what I believe in the sentence is that they didn't know how to make one. hold on even i hear you begin (laughs) no no they had no clue they had no they they knew how to build a hopper house so little that they hired um and i don't know if i'm pronouncing this correctly because he's one of these danish guys that likes to cross his o's so i don't even know what your name is jorn 
but they hired him. Right. Um, and he was a good architect, but you know what he'd never made before? What? An opera house. <laughs> so. But I mean, how often are opera houses made? Do you know what I mean? I mean, I mean, if you take right, the Sydney Opera House is, is built in what sixties, seventy? Well, well, it took it right, yeah. but nevertheless, it's somewhere around then. I mean, where was the last one before that? Eighteen right? twenties I mean, in Milan. You know what I love when the big fat lady sing. Right? Yeah, I can or see. The is so willowy, so airless. <laughs> you know. I like to get close so I can smell them. <laughs> so hard to define. Like I, I've not, I know posh Aussies, but posh Aussies just go sailing. Yeah. It's just that they do a different type of outdoor activity. So maybe if we had an opera house that looked like a sailboat, we could, we could <laughs> trick posh Aussies. Oh, I mean, it was bloody what? No, there's this one of those ones. A posh Australian, Glenn, is... Uh, if I may call you that. <laughs> That's the sound of posh, the ABC. We are the national voice of Australia. That sort of voice. <laughs> That's the guy that would have been hoodwinked. Yeah. Oh, Lord. Uh, I believe, Catherine, there seems to be an opera house. <laughs> <laughs> In the shape of five of my favourite things. Boats and a bar. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, anyway, so they so. hire they hire Jorn Utzon, who's from um, yeah Denmark, right? And he does classic not, opera people. He does not know how to make an opera house, so they 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 run the budget up a thousand percent over. They go over budget because a lot of the things he had to invent his ideas. They're like, well, you drew a really nice drawing. Like, how do you do it? I, I, I don't know. I just I don't know. <laughs> I was drunk when I did it, yeah. and I woke up and I've made a sailboat. Yeah, <laughs> I was trying a robotic cat and uh, <laughs> peeping over a fence. <laughs> well, see, what I always led to believe, I always thought that it's it sails that that's what it represents. Sydney harbours of the millions of boats of all types in there, but apparently it shells. Oh, yeah. That they, that's where uh, they're meant to be shells. Right. I mean, they're both kind of sea-based. Yeah, yeah. And I suppose if you hold a boat up to your ear, it doesn't make a noise. <laughs> where <laughs> shells do. Does, do, do you have little operas come out of your shells? <laughs> la, 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 la. It's my favourite one. <laughs> 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 no, maybe if you hold little uh, opera singers up to you, 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 you hold their whole up to your ear. I don't know. <laughs> God damn it. Go on. Sorry. So they got to get rid of uh, Jan because you're Jorn. Um, and, you know, we, we love a good name uh, in in this podcast. The Egypt of the world loves a good They name. have to bring in an acoustic engineer, the finest in the land. The, fi- well, the finest in the world. We woke him up. Trevor, you got a job, mate. No, no, they got him. <laughs> Get they, you tuning I, 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 yeah. I don't know where they got this guy from. It's not even clear, but his name was Lothar Kramer. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Did he slide through the door and ask for Jerry? <laughs> Lothar Kramer. Lothar Kramer. Kramer. The finest acoustic man in the world. My thighs are my tuning fork. <laughs> 
I explain myself as wide as I can possibly go, as wide as the Danube. <laughs> Which I may or may not be from. <laughs> yes, exactly. I'm actually from Rhineland, but don't tell anyone. It's quite shameful in blue collar. Everybody needs to be from somewhere. That's exactly. Some people are loathers. Some people are climbers. I'm a loathers and a climber. <laughs> anyway, so loathers climber, he comes in. He comes in. He, well, they, they don't fix it. They they uh, they hang a bunch of shit in there. <laughs> Still, it's it is to this day a terrible place to see an opera. Which okay. has never come up because I don't think anybody's ever gone to see an opera there. I've never listen. There's terrible traffic around Central Sydney, but yeah. it's it's usually when there's a big sporting event on. <laughs> no, I've never been stuck in the opera tra- jam before. Maybe that's what the only thing they could get like okay, like well, anything else will cause traffic. I got an idea. Why don't we put an opera house in there? It's going to be, it's traffic-wise, it's going to be like a parliament. It actually lessened traffic. Let's not be around. <laughs> Sometimes we don't need to put the opera on, we just got a fat chick in a helmet. People are like, Jesus Christ. Thought me dad fought them. <laughs> <laughs> Who won the bloody war? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Wasn't in the jungles of Borneo. <laughs> Fighting for me life. So ten years later, I was going to have to doff me cap to a giant Teutonic maiden. <laughs> Two and a half months out from Anzac Day. No, thank you. Well, I don't think so, mate. <laughs> but it's, it's spectacular. Both also have graced the stage. Yes, and it was bad sound. The mic didn't work properly. <laughs> that was a, that was my well, my big story for the Sydney Opera House. It, the, I I I was in Canada, right? Um, and my next gig was uh, was there. It, you know, I I was um, and I, I can't I can't remember. I think I was in Edmonton, come going from a club to the hotel. And uh, the cab driver was overly chatty, and he was like, hey, what do you do for a job? What you, what's your job? And I was like, oh, I, I'm a comedian. And he's like, no, you're not. Like, would not believe it. No. Yeah, yeah, totally. Like, okay. But, like, sometimes people are, like, incredulous. But he was like, hey, knock it off. You're not a comedian. And, and I was like, I am. That's great. <laughs> That's goes, great. Totally he, denying you. Yeah, yeah. And I didn't even want this conversation. And then he's like, okay, where's your next gig? And I had to say, it's wow. at the Sydney Opera House. <laughs> he just, he drove quietly after that. Like, oh, geez, we've got a real nut in the back now. This guy's a bit loose in his shell. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody's uh, got a little bit of their the ice in their head's getting a little thin. <laughs> don't walk on there. Uh, don't walk under the icicle again, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> got hit with 20 stone of ice. Oh, yeah. He's not, yeah. he's not the brain surgeon he used to be. Oh, no. He no. calls it the noggin now. Yeah, he's still pretty good uh, on a Friday night for hockey. You know, he gets in a fight. He doesn't feel it. He feels nothing. No, not he's a thing. The, he's the king of the goons. Yeah, that's right. He can't throw a punch, <laughs> but what he does, he just acts as like a like a big sack. The, people just tire themselves out on his head, and and you know, it's a it's a kind of a win. <laughs> 
I love it though. I mean, it's one of the things with Sydney Opera House when it when it was originally built, there was a load of poo pooing. Yeah. From the great and the good, exactly like the Eiffel Tower. Ah. When the Eiffel Tower was where it was put up in Paris, all the great and the good hated it. it campaigned for years, very aggressively campaigned for years to try and get it, it torn down, but wow. people kept showing up because it's awesome. Yeah. Just like the Sydney Opera House. Do I care for operas? Not as much as I look, I do. Yeah. I mean, I look like a full-on aficionado of the opera. Yeah. And but I look like a participant. You sure do. <laughs> you sure do. And have you at the back there. <laughs> Some sort of gremlin. <laughs> in, a, in a German opera. With a, with a trident. I don't know what that is. Anyway, opera. Uh, it's, it's, so this man, Jürgen... What's his name? Jürgen Utzen. Jürgen Utzen. He was eventually, finally, like, I mean, a long time later, finally recognised and was given the, I believe it's the Pritzker Award. Oh, right. Which is the Oscars yeah. or yeah, because at Nobel the, Prize of Architecture. At the heart of it, it did what he said it would do. It is it is the number one, uh, it's it's the thing everybody, it's the structure you identify Australia with in well, your head. Yeah, there's basically two. There's that. And there's Uluru. Yeah. yeah. He didn't make that. No, he didn't make Uluru. <laughs> but they can't take the opera house away from us. And you're not supposed to climb on the opera You're house. not going to climb on either of them. <laughs> <laughs> we actually broke out into the balcony. I was uh, uh, doing a show there. Wow. We, we, found, we went around. Because the offices there actually face onto the, the harbour, which is one of the world's great views. Yeah. And we just kept trying all the offices until we found one that was opened and we just drank and looked over the Beautiful. Beautiful. Yeah. And although I don't know any opera, in my heart was singing with opera. Wow. Yeah. What a lovely story, Andrew. Thank you. <laughs> Uh, did you have anything else on this topic? Or? No, no, I think that's... Uh, that's a fucking ridiculous state of affairs. Yeah. There is, yeah, that thing is there's a giant yellow thing that hangs out of the ceiling. Yeah. It looks like some sort of Mobius strip stroke twiglet. Yeah. But apparently, I mean, we, are, we can only take the word of Lothar Kramer on this, but apparently it's somehow yeah. gives it acoustics. Uh, and it doesn't work. It yeah. cost a million dollars. <laughs> It's, yeah. That's not, uh, yeah, that's not soaking up anything. Yeah, but it, yeah, it does look like a bit of bullshit public art. Yeah. But yeah. at least in Australia. Well, that's all I, it is now. Yeah, that's <laughs> Australia, we take it seriously. <laughs> public art, we hang it up. String it up, boys. <laughs> this big yellow monstrosity's not going to be on a roundabout anymore, I can tell you that for nothing. <laughs> <laughs> we'll put it in our opera house that doesn't work. <laughs> Now, okay. Mr. Glenn, I yep. have a tale for you. Okay. This is an astonishing piece of medieval history. How are you with are you, how much of a medieval history buff are you? I'm not I'm not an expert, but I dabble. Right. Well, hopefully you've never heard of this. The Erfurt Latrine Disaster. <laughs> I've had a few. <laughs> you better believe it. The spicy food of Germany. <laughs> I have the paprika shits. What? 
<laughs> this sausage has some mustard on it. You know, watch out tomorrow. It's going to be like a doodle bug <laughs> smashing through your porcelain. <laughs> this, have you any idea? Have you any guesses? Because this is such an astonishing but genuinely true story. Any guesses what the Erford Latrine disaster could be about? Um, no. Well, let us begin. Tis the year 1184. Anno Domini, the year of our Lord. Wow. Tis the 26th of July. So hot. Bear that in mind. Yeah. Just think of how sticky and hot Central Europe can be in, in high summer. You get where we're coming from here. Yeah. I'm just giving you a little bit of background. I'm painting a picture for you. It's so long ago, too. I didn't even know they had latrines. Well, let us continue. Man. King Henry the Sixth of Germany. He did it? Well, listen, it gets me. There's a lot more. He was the king of Germany and later went on to be the Holy Roman Emperor. Ah. So he's a a big wig. Yeah. Big, big wig. Double threat. Double threat. Absolutely. (laughs) Uh, He had uh, two uh, very important people in his kingdom who were beefing. Okay. Yes. They were feuding. It was Louis III of Thuringia. Okay. And Arch, uh, a.k.a. Lewis the Pious, a.k.a. Lewis the Mild. Wow. I know, it's not, as a medieval king, it's not. Is is Billy the Bully who he's, <laughs> he's feuding with? Who, who feuds with Lewis the Mild? Lewis the Mild. Let me alone. I don't know, uh, three out of uh, five? <laughs> Lewis, all your reviews are three out of five. <laughs> Everything's just good and bad. Eh? It seems okay. I mean, <laughs> I mean some, both sides have good policies. <laughs> anyway, I, I don't know. I, Lewis the pious, Lewis the mild. I don't know why he was called that. Anyway, so uh, so he's beefing with Archbishop Conrad of Mainz. All right. All right. So there's there's uh, who you got to remember in the Holy Roman Emperor. Many of the bishoprics were also temporal powers themselves. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Please, didn't know that. Did not know that. <laughs> I don't even know what it means. <laughs> <laughs> well, these weren't just archbishop, Catholic archbishops. Sometimes they were actually they were a, a temporal power. They had their own lands. Right. They were right, like a right. king or a duke in their own right. A double threat in their own right. <laughs> Anyway, so he decides, uh, Henry VI of Germany, he decides that he's going to have a hof tag. That's a sit down. A oh, parlay, yeah? yeah? He's going to have a sit down with the guys. Yeah. yeah. So they see if we can sort this out. Yeah, see if we can, you know what I mean, sort out. Yeah. So he, uh, he arranges that everybody's going to be in the Peterburg Citadel in Erfurt. Okay. Right. He brings all, all the places in. <laughs> What? Good as place as any. It's a good spot. It's right by the motorway. Yeah. <laughs> it's got a regional airport, Ryanair flying. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, this is such a crazy story. And so, all these bigwigs, right? So, all over the land. Yeah. All the dukes and barons and earls and, you know what I mean? All the bigwigs. So, basically, all the, all the dudes that would be either in Lewis the Miles category or Archbishop Conrad of Mainz's category. Yeah? Yeah. You know what I mean? He has hundreds of these nobles, hundreds of these nobles, Uh-oh. travel from all over the land. 
and they they have this hof tag to sit down and yeah. there's there's the king and there's all the bigwigs yeah right terrible time to uh to, to try and get into the brothel Not today, boys. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no locals allowed. There's a royal elector coming to town. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If anybody could just bring your wife, anybody looking a little, earn a little extra, you bring your wives or some of your pretty farm animals. We got a lot of, lot of ugly dudes in ornate hats coming. You better believe it. If you got a shepherdess that's maybe not pulling her weight, like, <laughs> this is the time. Yeah, get her and three of your sheep down here. <laughs> Right. This is no matter how fucking gross you think you're being. This story's about to take a sharp, gross, hard, hard right turn. So all these nobles come from all over Germany, right? All uh, right. So now, now they're in the uh, the citadel, the castle. Yeah. And they're on the second floor. You know where the big hall is, the grand hall. Yeah. Right. Everything's going great. Everybody's starting to get along. All of a sudden, there's a irk, creak. The whole floor collapses, and. All the hundreds and hundreds of noblemen fall directly into the cesspit directly beneath. <laughs> That's where I'd keep that. <laughs> well, it was the Middle Ages. They didn't know what to do with shit. So there's there's a, a giant hole of liquid shit. Right? Everybody collapses into it. Right? And over six, they estimate 60 to 100 of the noblemen drowned in liquid shit. And it, had, had the castle been to Mexico? <laughs> the, no, it's just the Middle Ages, dude. Everywhere was Tijuana. The whole world was Tijuana, dude. Right? The, so the, the, the king, he survives because he, he was, he was, weirdly, him and the archbishop had gone to a corner of the room to sort of conspire so they were stood in a nook. So they were saved. And so was the other dude. He, um, uh, Lewis the Mild, he was saved, but like 60 to 100 of them just drowned over a lot because nobody could swim then as well. Yeah. Vincent the Swimmer was saved. <laughs> I treadeth the waters. <laughs> and Dorothy did boldly rise from the steaming sewage. <laughs> For Vincent the Swimmer was saved. Brave <laughs> Vincent the Swimmer. Yes. So Baldrick, he, he sank like a stone. <laughs> they all went down. Nobody could swim. And nobody knew what to do with poos after they come out of you in the 11th century. Wow. Yeah, dude. Wow. It was that like a hundred nobles just died, including the wonderfully named Burkhard von Wartburg. <laughs> Burkhard von Wartburg. Burkhard, no! Meine Leibchen! Who had to inform the von Fartbergs <laughs> of their father's demise? I am sorry you have been... <laughs> <laughs> we the, thought that the seer was joking because of our names. You know, it's pretty amusing. <laughs> Berg means mountain and fart means fart. So, you know, we get it. And von means from. So we're from the fart mountain. And, you know, we're not stupid. 
Well, we told Burkhardt, be careful, you know. <laughs> yeah, yes, it was very clear, but, but now we see it. We didn't know what a brown river meant. <laughs> Same to, What could possibly a brown river be? <laughs> Incredible. <laughs> we couldn't locate it on any maps, which... <laughs> We thought, he was, we thought he was drunk, but now he was very angry. <laughs> but it's basically, it's basically the, um, it's the plot of King Ralph, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All the nobles in the land are and disposed. that's how the Windsors took power. Maybe it's where the, the Hanovers. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Some of their ancestors might have been swimming in the shit. Yeah, lizards don't die. They're mud skippers. <laughs> Ridiculous. <laughs> the Hanovers mud skipped across that shit river into the English throne. <laughs> oh, for God's sake. Yeah, it's uh, maybe it's where the idea of the trapdoor came from. Or the oubliette. Well, yeah. yeah. Which means. I forget to forget. The place where you go to forget, or where you send somebody. To, to forget, forget about him. Yeah. 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 Well, you're mm -hmm. not going to forget a guy who's splashing around in, <laughs> in a swimming pool of turds. Like, you're never forgetting that, that guy. You're going you're gonna to hope you put him in, like, if it's deep enough that he'll drown, because you don't want him, like, up to his waist just every time you're pooing going come on <laughs> let me out guys i'm so sorry just loads of dudes just up to their mouths just just please no gunter don't have to pump a nickel i'm hungry what can i do the dumplings and the pump a nickel they're in here now <laughs> <laughs> you and one guy's just resigned playing the waiting game. You know, you know what? Do it. Have it. Have more, more. I just want to die. Like, <laughs> I'm stuck in your shit for till till you shit more. I could still could work out what was the sort of uh, you know the actual and you know the civil engineering of it all. Like, so what happens? Your shit and your piss goes into the basement, basically. <laughs> then what? <laughs> Why does it not drain away somewhere? Why wouldn't you have a drain Why away? Why are you saving it? Yeah. <laughs> what for? Why wouldn't you drain it away into the moat? Yeah. Nobody's attacking a castle that's surrounded by a ring of shit. <laughs> so, particularly in the in late July. That's why no one's ever been to Sunderland. <laughs> oh, yeah. I see. <laughs> Trying to win over the people from Middlesbrough, are you? Yeah. Yeah. I don't wish I my bread's buttered on. <laughs> well, there you go. Wow. Yeah. God. And can I, you still go to this day and lay, lay a roll of toilet paper <laughs> for the fallen <laughs> monarchs? Oh, such a terrible... I mean, the Middle Ages is so many bad ways to die. Yeah, the, the plague. Let's yeah. go the plague. I would prefer the the, the drowning and shit to the yeah. plague. But the reality is, there was every one of them who drowned in the shit pool. They would have survived a plague. Yeah, right? <laughs> my life has been so lucky in the Lao, you know. <laughs> I think if you got out of it, there's a lot of things you would survive after you dipped yeah. yourself in medieval poo. <laughs> he had one of the finest, uh, what do you call it, um, the, the 
the fight disease. The immune fight, system. Immune system. The fight's disease. Yeah, thing. yeah. We'll save that in the edit. <laughs> yes, there was <laughs> Carl of the white blood cell. He, <laughs> he seemed okay. He was swimming around in it. <laughs> he was playing Marco Polo. <laughs> Marco. <laughs> That's not how it's pronounced, guys. That's not the game. <laughs> You have to say polo, not. <laughs> it's not important who he is. <laughs> it's really not important. Yeah, you'll know one day. You'll know. You well, you won't know. Fuck all, because you're dead as yeah, a dog. Right. Yeah, yeah, you're all dead. Well, well, yeah. I mean, I think it's. I mean, the middle. Yeah, the Middle Ages, the bubonic plague. You know, there's so many dreadful things. Yeah, but it's weird the way like from the it's from the exact same era. The tale of the Pied Piper is not, you know, it's, Hamlin's not that far away in Germany from Erfurt. Ah. It's also from the 11th century. Everybody's heard about the Pied Piper. But for some reason, nobody's uh, telling their children at bedtime the story of the Erfurt latrine disaster. <laughs> <laughs> but we yeah. are, we are, because you know what? We're public historians. First. First. Comedians, first, second. First and foremostly. Yeah. We, we let our passion decide what we do. Well, that's how you know that <clears throat> that time of the world was terrible. Because that, that's the story we know. Like the Pied Piper yeah. is like the, the, the children's story that came out of it. <laughs> yes. All the rats died and then the, all the children died. Go to sleep. Okay, <laughs> that's enough fun for today. <clears throat> Tomorrow I will tell you about <laughs> the man trapped in the prickly bush. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> Germans. Oh my God. Got better. I'll tell you what, they have got, they, you, you got to admit, they became better builders and engineers after that. Uh, yeah. You, well, you, you have to. You either you either resign yourself <laughs> to like, well, this is going to happen again, or if it's never going to happen again. So, what do yeah. we? What, what kind of society do we want to live in? One with really good cars, <laughs> and I think that starts with not drowning in shit. <laughs> yeah, it does. But nevertheless, reward. We we wish you all the very best, the people of Erfurt. Yeah, I have absolutely no doubt that you've got a lovely town square. A beautiful uh, gothic cathedral of some sort and an excellent, excellent brewery. An excellent brewery. Yeah, I was going to say, I think the beer is probably pretty good there. Pretty good. Well. Yeah, brewed in the... Uh, traditional uh, way. <laughs> we keep it in the basement. Yeah. <laughs> we... <laughs> <laughs> you know how uh, some people make uh, whiskey and uh, sherry casks? Yes. We brew the beer. <laughs> I don't know if it's the dead bodies or the sewage that are still in those walls, but you can really taste it in every sip. Yes. The experts call it Petey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he was in there. Petey? <laughs> he couldn't swim. Yeah, Petey could not swim. No. Sadly, no. <laughs> Well, there you go. Well, that's right. it. And that is history. Yeah. That's some history right there. Excellent. Do you have a historical tale for me? I do. I do. 
And this came came from um, uh, Japan, <gasps> of all places. Oh, yes. Yeah. The land of the rising sun. Mm-hmm. Nippon. Yeah. Uh, in the 60s, uh, there was a, um, a, a politician named Yoshido Kodama. Gotcha. Turned out to be a spy for uh, American business interests. And he was... Um, what sort of business interests? Uh, Lockheed Martin. Oh, arms. Yes. And he was making the Japanese buy these planes because it was his decision. But uh, it, he got caught... Um, and uh, the Japanese people were really upset at him um, to a point where it was th- there was protests like in front of his house, like right. you know, you like now politicians is like okay, you might get in the paper or something, but no, yeah. like protests. And the, there was a large portion of Japanese society that just expected him to commit uh, Harry Carey over it. Right, like, they were like, here, we'll get you the sword. You you have you have really That's dishonored right. yourself. That's where you take a ceremonial sword. Yeah, and you perform the rite of Harry Styles and carry from <laughs> Sex in the City. <laughs> yeah. That's, yeah, that's it. Yeah, right? that's where those stories came from. Yeah. Um, Go on. Yeah. So and, and 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 I'm not opposed to that as a as a punishment for politicians, but. Uh, you know, right? We'd need a long sword for Boris, but let <laughs> yeah. um. me just put him in, sheath him permanently in a giant condom. I'll <laughs> slow him down. <laughs> so what happens? So this guy. Uh, so Japan so far, in- so so far, so normal. We've got a a a, a crooked businessman, stroke politician. Yeah, right. Japan is in a tizzy. Uh, in comes uh, Mitsuesu. Miano. Yeah, why not? Yeah, yeah. That's, what I love, what uh, that's I love exactly it. how you pronounce that, by the way. What I do like about Japanese as a language, it is uh, quite easy, you know what I mean? It's just whatever that syllable looks like, just say that syllable. In, yeah, and ma- try to make like a little, do it a little Japanese impression. And then, Yamamoto. Yeah. Like, you yeah. know what I mean? It's all pretty. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, it is very pretty. <laughs> sure is. That was uh, particularly when the, them flowers and stuff. The cherry, yeah, the cherry blossoms, that's yeah, nice. In March. Uh, so he's really incensed by this. Yes. Um, and he is... And who's a, he? Who's this guy? He's an actor, a porn oh. star. Oh. Um, he's, uh, but he's, 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 he's in some sort of B-movies too. And he's he's just got his pilot's license. Uh, or it was... It was unclear, but he he was playing pilots, so he got a pilot license, and he was in a lot of movies. So uh, he he gets um, he he just he he snaps. He goes down to the airfield, gets gets in a plane. Other Japanese guys that have hatched the plan with them, they all put on the Rising Sun um, <laughs> the the headbands and uh, a kamikaze pilot. That's right. That's right, and they all went and uh, saluted him as he climbed into a Cessna and yelled "Banzai" in the uh, mm-hmm. in the kamikaze way, like a kamikaze pilot would. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he uh, and and uh, Mitsuyashu flew flew to Yoshida's house and kamikazed him. What? He kamikazed his house. <laughs> <laughs> no, no alarm bells were rung at any time. Man shows up 
what, like 15, 20 years after the Second World War, yeah. dressed as a kamikaze pilot. <laughs> Right. I'd just like to borrow that plane. Okay, I don't see anything wrong with that. Well, seems quite uh, in order. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, dressed as a kamikaze pilot. With yeah. other kamikaze pilots. Like, uh, Banzai, Banzai, Banzai. But shh, okay, shh, nobody shh. Banzai. I'm going to go and rent the thing. Hello? <laughs> <laughs> Hello. Yes. Hello. Hello. No, I won't be paying the deposit. <laughs> <laughs> No, I would not like the extra insurance. No. No, I'm not scared of scraping it. <laughs> Tires and paintwork, I don't care about. What's that? Yeah. Oh, yes, I am. I, no, no, I mean, no, I'm not a kamikaze. Sorry, sorry. I'm just playing the role of a man. I'm just dressed like a man that is planning to commit suicide by flying a plane into a thing. But it's because... Just don't judge people by what yeah. they look. That's the message here. This has nothing to do with me renting a plane. This is my job. Well, is that what he said? Like, as no. an actor? Yeah, Presumably that's, I don't know He why. must have yeah. tried to pull it off like that, right? Must have, yeah. Um, some alarm bell must have gone off. Here's, here's how you know he was an actor. <laughs> he missed. <laughs> he missed. He died in a fiery crash. He, he missed kamikazeing a guy... In a Japanese house, like those are those are paper and wood affairs. <laughs> they are, they are traditionally, particularly if you're like a, a, a like a right wing Japanese politician, you're going to be in a traditional house, aren't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He basically flew a plane into a big kite and still couldn't kill a guy. <laughs> he missed the guy who lived in the kite. I flew my blowtorch into a giant box of matches. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> yeah. So yep. he didn't. So the, the, his intended, the the corrupt politician. What happened to him? He lived. He lived. He, he made it, and uh, uh, the uh, uh, Mitsuyashu uh, died instantly. Couldn't they? They they weren't even sure it was him. Wow. Yeah. Well, futile gestures. This is uh, the porn. Are you talking about? Is this? There's a thing in Japan, right, in the 60s, that it, that it was called Roman porno. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> a Roman porno was basically their equivalent of softcore. Uh, you know what I mean? Of sort of, you know, Emmanuel kind of movies. Oh, yeah. That sort of thing. But, you know, it's, it's good, they've got, Japan's got a weird, you know, oh, you can definitely see that filth. But, oh, you can't look at that. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Here's a drawing of an octopus. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, a, a wood carving of an octopus defiling the schoolgirl. Yeah. Of course. It's a wedding. <laughs> what, what else would you have as, as a centerpiece? <laughs> but yeah. There, but there is but this genre, at the, the height of it in the 60s and 70s, Roman porno, softcore, uh, of which th it's one of the things that it was most famous for was they... Um, they they were all, all obviously everybody's naked because they're you know it's soft porn, but they they didn't have the technology at the time to pixelate things, right? Or fogging, which is another term for it, right? So they just everybody just stood behind lamps and <laughs> and Austin Powers, yeah, 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 for real, <laughs> and candelabras and shit like this. <laughs> <laughs> brilliant so much better just 
turns and jugs and yeah one poor guy with just a just a, a candle extinguisher that's all he needs <laughs> why are you in porn sir i seem to have been snuffed out by nature <laughs> presumably yeah they must have done a bit of shadow work uh, also austin power style yeah behind, behind a paper wall <laughs> oh, 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 oh. oh country's behind a paper wall in that year oh it's all happening there <laughs> but it was two-thirds of all movies in that area in japan were roman pornos wow so this guy would have been like must have been yeah like pretty damn famous <laughs> so this is sort of it just makes the story even more insane this isn't just a dude who's shown up as a kamikaze pilot to rent a plane. <laughs> he's shown up as a famous porn star. He's shown up as a kamikaze pilot to rent a plane. So when maybe everyone's in the, in the office is like, okay, well, you, you stand in front of the lamp and pull your pants down. We all want to get a picture of you. <laughs> <laughs> that's yeah this makes it so weird nobody went hey uh no yeah probably, probably nothing well you I, I mean if you knew who he was then you'd just be like well who knows what he's up to but he, he you know you, you you probably wouldn't piece together that oh yeah he's probably gonna go kill that shamed politician with a plane it's a pretty long stretch i would have thought but I still, I mean, I really feel the whole kamikaze thing is a real red flag <laughs> with some white stuff on it as well. <laughs> wow. A red dot flag. <laughs> wow. An yeah. astonishing story. Very strange. Yeah. Have you got, uh, have you got another? Uh... Oh, yeah. I was actually going to tell you a story about porn before we continue. Um, years ago at the Edinburgh Festival... Um, I starred. <laughs> yes, I starred in Up Your Kilt Four. <laughs> Up Your Kilt. Four. What, what, what was it for? It was. It was. Uh, I starred in Up Your Kilt Four. <laughs> Eat my haggis, Maureen. <laughs> Gee that up, ye, you nasty chukter. That was the you know underneath. You know what I mean. That's how you know it's a classy one, eh? Yeah. Where it's got yeah. a subtitle. You take you know the mean? kids do it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Gee that up, you, you nasty tutor. <laughs> God, please. Please, Lord. Please never let the Scottish people make pornos. No. Please don't. No. Sadly, there was, for a while, it didn't take off for obvious reasons. Uh, there was a, a nascent porn industry in Ireland. There was Irish porn. Ooh. Yeah, I know. And it was called Leprechaun. Ah, lovely. Lovely. <laughs> you know, Somebody. try try and find my cock of gold, that sort of thing. Uh, well, uh, yeah, but, I mean, you're just going <laughs> to get a lot of people. Is this where the Leprechaun comes from? No, no, no. It's, it's a play on a Leprechaun. Oh. It's no, thank you. You'll find the Leprechaun is at the end of the shame bow. <laughs> <laughs> I have an insane story to, right. to finish. This is bonkers. This is yeah. This is borderline absolutely nuts. Uh, uh, so, 
in America, there's a, an elite group of universities known as the Ivy League. Yeah. Right? And probably the two most famous ones, there are rivals away. There's Oxford and Cambridge in, in England. Uh, there is Harvard and Yale. That's right. Right. So in Yale, there is a secret society. Mm-hmm. There's three of them. The three secret societies. It's been around since sort of the 1820s. Not doing a great job of it because you know about them. Boy, oh boy, they're not, they're not hiding. <laughs> they're secret, but they're not hiding. Because there's an organization called the Skull and Bones. Yeah. Right? Which many ex-presidents uh, attended, were members of, uh, Taft was, uh, John Kerry, who was the Democratic nominee in 2004 was, George Bush Jr. was, George Bush Sr. was. Yeah. Right? We'll come back to that in a second. <laughs> I just parked that there. So there's loads of people. And their symbol is a skull and bones and their headquarters uh, looks like a, a, an Egyptian sarcophagus and it's simply known as the tomb. <laughs> Right, the people who are if you're in if you're a member, uh, the organization is known as the Order, or the Order Three Two Two, or simply the Brotherhood of Death. Wow! And if you're a member of the Skull and Bone, you were known as a Bonesman, <clears throat> and your headquarters oh, and your headquarters is the Tomb, <laughs> and and it is it's been a lightning rod for conspiracy theories since it started because. It's extremely secret. It's extremely elite. Many presidents, many industrialists, yeah. you know, diplomats. I'm not comfortable with it. <laughs> they've they've been there for years and years and years. Uh, at the very very uh, top, um, they have their own private island. Uh oh, they, they've never done well with those. They've, it's it's always become a problem. Oh no, the bear's got his hand in the honey pot again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Didn't we explicitly not tell you not to have private islands? Oh, sorry, we thought you said to. Oh, yeah. it's called sorry. Deer. It's called Deer Island, and it's in the middle of the Lawrence River. Uh, <laughs> there's, there's ideally they take in I think fifteen people a year. It's like properly elite, as elite as it gets. Right. Uh, you, one of them has to be the, the head of the campus newspaper, the Yale review whatever it's called okay uh, it would be typically uh the the captain of the football team uh somebody who's got a radical political views um and, and and i had to look up what this meant this was a list of the people that were suitable for candidature i don't think that's a word but candidacy candidacy yeah of of the skull and bone to become a bonesman yeah uh, one of the easiest ways to get in is to be a member of the whiff and poofs <laughs> Have That's you, where they get all their bones. <laughs> have you any idea where or what a whiff and poof? Any guess what I've a, been propositioned a few times. <laughs> I, I guarantee you will not guess what a whiff and poof is. It's, it sounds like something that happened to the people who all fell in the poof. <laughs> yeah, exactly how it began. Because it is Yale's on-campus a cappella group. <laughs> I know. <laughs> la 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 Luck be a lady, luck be a lady, luck be a lady tonight. <laughs> Gather around, gentlemen. It's time for the whiffin' poops. <laughs> Seven of the most hunky men on campus. <laughs> singing, singing, singing. <laughs> I love wow. the 
Who just once the whiff and poofs just really lost their shit. <laughs> started trashing the campus. <laughs> Please, everybody remain inside until we've co- <laughs> finally curtailed the hijinks of the whiff and poof. <laughs> Even whenever the whiffing poofs began, surely somebody must have said something. <laughs> and that person's dead now. <laughs> That's right. Uh, Chet, I gotta say, I don't really think this name is the one for us. <laughs> but nevertheless, this is the sub- Taking the ornamental rifle out of the wall. Say it again. <laughs> say it again. <laughs> nothing, nothing, nothing. <laughs> That's what I thought. Back up it goes. And, oh, yeah. So, they, you know, Mason style, they have all sorts of secret ceremonies. Right, this is how secret Skull and Bone is and how seriously the Bones men take maintaining the secrets of, of the Order, right? Yeah. In 2004, both the, Dem- uh, both the Democratic and Republican candidates for the American presidential election, George Bush Jr. and John Kerry, as I mentioned already, they were both Bones men. And they were they were asked by the New York Times, Washington Post and all the mainstream media about, uh, what's that all about? Both you're in a secret society that's got a a skull on the door and it's called a tomb. Like, is is there anything you need to tell us about that? And both Joe Carey and George Bush Jr. went, no, it's a secret. (laughs) And that was the debate on it closed. That is... (laughs) And and yet people think I don't know. People think a lot of rumors swirl around campus about the bones, man. So did that mean that in the debate, if somebody had phrased um, the question correctly, that <laughs> just a key would have turned? <laughs> no, but could could uh, John Kerry and George Bush sang a duet? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know whether they were, they were both uh, whiffing poofs. Yeah. I know, I know. For, well, maybe, maybe that's how George Bush Jr. got in. I mean, his dad was in, and I'm going to tell you more in a second about more of his ancestry. But famously, uh, George Bush Jr. was a cheerleader. That's what I, yeah, yeah. So that's maybe, what I'm thinking. He's maybe, a whiffing poof. Maybe he was a whiffing poof. <laughs> they, they both sang. Yeah, if, if forced, they could sing Hollow Notes songs. <laughs> In the style of barbershop quartet. <laughs> She's a maniac, maniac for sure. <laughs> yeah, well, when, when, when would they have been in Yale? The 70s? Yeah, yeah. It would have, yeah, it would have no. been. Yeah, they would have, do they do they come back like do, are they always sitting there or is it just the youngsters and then they're always in the like how how often do do the uh, do the alumni they all sit? gather on the island together on Deer Island every year apparently yeah they have a wow. meet up once a year where all the alumni gather there's maybe six seven hundred of the order bonesmen. Wow. It's all changed now. There's actually, there was, uh, for the last three years, no conservatives have been elected. And two years ago was the first all non white intake. Oh. There you go. But it took a long time for it. was in the 1980s they put forward the idea of letting women join the skull and bone. And uh, three of them died immediately. <laughs> they just, they, they changed the locks. <laughs> Seriously, that's what they did. And if you see this, the, the, the tomb, like, it would be like a... 
You know what I mean? A giant golden key. This wasn't, you couldn't get like a dude in a van to show up in 20 minutes or your money back. <laughs> For the president changed the locks. <laughs> so mote it be the mighty key. So that's just, that. all of that nonsense so far is just background for what I'm yeah. going to tell you. Alright. George Bush Jr. George Bush Sr. Both presidents of the United States. The grandfather, Prescott Bush, was a United States Senator. He Embarrassing was, for them. Ugh, gross. So low, st yeah. so low status. We don't talk about him. Prescott Bush made a lot of his money wheeling and dealing in oil and uh, other things like that. And there's always been rumours floating around that he may have done business with the Nazis in the 30s. Oh. Yeah. Well, that was just the 30s. They hadn't done anything wrong yet. That's but, fine. But that's not even the story that I'm going to tell you. <laughs> oh, no. They were, they were shit right from the start. Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. I'm not, I'm, Nobody... not, I'm not defending the Bush family or the Nazis on this. Good. 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 Very good. <laughs> <laughs> I approve of your gesture. Um, yeah. As a special gift to you. So it's, here's the crazy thing, right? Here's the crazy bit. There has always been rumours that in 1908, when Prescott Bush was a young man and a bonesman, right, mm -hmm. he had led a, a, a raiding party of his fellow bonesmen, right, to dig up the body of Geronimo, the legendary <laughs> Apache chief. He of the reason why American kids in 1950s movies run down a hill going, Geronimo! And what was the safe word of all these guys? <laughs> <laughs> so crazy. So, there's, there's, for the last 15 years, Geronimo's family and the Apache Nation, full stop, have been trying to find out whether it's true. Right? That Prescott Bush... He, he, he took the head, the skull, they washed the skull out, this is rumoured, washed the skull out, and that every year in ceremonies, they drink out of Geronimo's noggin. <laughs> Was it eggnog? <laughs> Anybody else like a scoop of eggnoggin? <laughs> eggnoggin, this one. There's a real spicy ethnic story to this one, boys. Yeah. But so... So you go, all right, so there's a really high-profile organisation. There are lots of very powerful uh, yeah. business and political elite and thought leaders and whatnot are 10 that's super secret and all the rest of it. Yeah. And there's rumours that one of their former members dug up uh, a famous Native American warrior and now they use his head as a goblet. <laughs> right? Right? Yeah. You go, right, okay then. What's their answer? The answer from now from skull and bone is well i mean i don't we don't think that's true but i mean i mean we do have a a skull in in a case just in the hallway as you go into the tomb <laughs> and we, we do call him geronimo <laughs> <laughs> what? is it is it the skull in the headdress yeah 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 that's the one that's oh, the one. Oh yeah yeah that's the one <laughs> how astonishing is that and, it, and, and uh, Geronimo's family and the Apache Nation are always going, is there any chance we could do a DNA test on that skull? And they're no, like... No, it doesn't have any DNA. That's no, sad. no, 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 no. 
<laughs> Boys, bring up the whiffin' poofs. <laughs> I think you, you, you fellas from the frontier land, I think what you'd appreciate is a rejection in... Yeah. Song? Yeah. And do any of the Skull and Bones people think we should give them a skull to check? Yeah, you know, I, th- I think we should. <laughs> um... We have, we do have a skull you can look at. Uh, just g- 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 give us a little minute. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then uh, <laughs> the door closes, and then you just hear a ceremony starting. Like, what? what is this? The ceremony to give the skull back? Oh, we're giving a skull back, John. Don't you worry about that. Tobias, have you ever thought of changing your name to Geronimo? <laughs> You'll go down in history, son. <laughs> wow. I just couldn't, it's, as I read it, I was like, this can't, can't. You know what I mean? It seems like something from the, you know, the nether regions of the internet. But I read a bit, it was in the New York Times. It's like, it's, oh, it's yeah. a real thing. Yeah. Like, they I'm, really think it's Geronimo's noggin. I, I, I would, I would lose money if it's not. That, you know, because those aren't the kind of guys that, that would would just like to pretend they had Geronimo's head. No, they're not. They're not like because even if you even if that ha- is how it started, they would just somebody would show up with Geronimo's actual head, and then they'd you know yeah. they'd, they'd get a special song written by about yeah. them by the whipping poofs, and yeah, then yeah. everybody would have to sing it and stuff. So, yeah, they're not. They those aren't the kind of people that uh, settle for uh, second best. They're not settling for for plastic skulls. Yeah. Yeah, somebody showed up with Sitting Bull's skull once, and they were like, excuse me, take it away. Take it away. Take it away. Tink, tink, tink. I'm sorry. This is a fugazi. (laughs) You've brought a fake skull to the party. (laughs) Well, well, that's history. And and you know what? I'm glad it's in the past. Yeah. It's quite ghoulish. Yeah. And I'm uh, I'm glad that we know about it. Because now we don't have to repeat it. Mm-hmm. Skulls stay where they're meant to be. Yeah. Poo stays where it's meant to be. <laughs> opera houses are in the shape of opera houses, not shells, god yeah. damn you. And our porn stars don't have to try and kill politicians for us. No. You don't need to do that anymore, fellas. Yeah. Very but good. if Stormy Daniels wants to take Trump out, I'm not going to stop her. Because <clears throat> if she wants to lop his noggin off and put it... Put it in a dusty old cage. That's the case. That's also God. fine with me. Bring a big saw, Stormy. <laughs> well, there you go. That is uh, the finale of our second ever history episode on the Egypt of the World. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, New episodes of Egypt of the World are every Wednesday and on YouTube every Saturday morning. So you can either listen to us, you can look at us, you can look at us and listen to us. Yeah, why don't you listen on Wednesday and then go, I wonder what their eyebrows were doing and then find out on Saturday. Oh yeah, they will dance for you, my love. Please like and subscribe, tell your friends, all that sort of shit. We need it important start a patreon for us and put money in it <laughs> throw <laughs> coins at us when you see us yeah yep. reach into your velvet purses and throw ducats at us please 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 throw ducats at us ladies and gentlemen it's been a pod people production a pod people production it's been a pod people production <laughs>